This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Casey Jacobson will step in for the Cougars. They'll go 7-8-9 here in the fourth inning. Cougars with one run on three hits through the first three innings. They scored that run in the first. Jacobson flew out to deep center field his first time up there. He's only seen one pitch and hit it hard, but this uh, huge center field center fielder uh, Briley Knight was able to run it down. This is a ballpark of triples. I'm telling you, you hit that ball in the right center field gap, and even you, Tuckett, could triple here. I'd fall down three times. That's the problem. <laughs> but you could still get it to wow. third base, even after falling down three times. I appreciate you giving me the respect <laughs> of speed. Here's the 0-1. That is down low. There's a reason I was a DH and a first baseman. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me you were a catcher, and that's why you couldn't <laughs> run. Uh, yeah, well, just the next thing worse, the DH. <laughs> Casey Jacobson wearing number 16 on the back of the jersey. And here's the pitch from Rebar, popped up. Right fielder coming in a few steps, uh, Eric McGillies, and he makes the catch for the out. Well, Rebar's done exactly what the Utes had hoped. He uh, held the Cougars here to just one run through three-plus innings. He has struggled this year with an ERA over eight. Well, we left five guys on base here in the first three innings, had opportunities to score runs off him. But ever since they walked a couple guys early, he's been pretty good. Yeah, and you say that's that's his issue is yeah. throwing strikes, not walking batters. And since the first inning, he's done a pretty good job of that. First pitch to Carson Matthews is down low, ball one. Rebar, 20 walks in 23 innings. 19 strikeouts. This is the second start for Rebar on the season. And here is the one ball pitch to Carson Matthews. Ball hit pretty well. Left fielder going back. And he will get there and make the catch. That's uh, Tyler Thompson just short of the warning track. That good swing right there by Matthews. Just hit a little too high. Thompson was able to get underneath it. Two men out. Jelilich steps in. He was hit by a pitch his first time up. Uh, as we talked about, Danny, the... Uh, the human bruise out there. It's, he has been hit 16 times now this year. I think the record is either 21 or 22 in a season by Mike Wierick. He was a right-handed hitter, and he just hit the ball fouled down the right field line into the crowd. You know, that game uh, last weekend that he got on Thursday where he got hit three times in the game, we were actually looking at some stats of, okay, so how many do you have to have in a game to qualify for, like, a record? Five times. Someone got hit five times in a game. Yeah, he was. he's tied for fifth. Unbelievable. With the three times. Unbelievable. That tells you somebody's going after a guy if yeah. the guy gets hit five times. Here's the 0-1. That pitch all the way back to the screen. Another wild one by Rebar. You know, Rebar almost looks like his, his uh, left leg is he's having a hard time bending it at his knee. What's the way he walks? Kind of interesting. 0-1-1 the count. Don't be surprised if you see Jelich maybe try to push one down the line here. Popped up foul again into the seats. Well, yeah, especially with the way that Rebar's walking out there. Yeah. Bunt the ball and make him 
I mean, especially with Jellitz, if he, if he bunts and gets on, it's almost a double because he can still second. But Moyler does have a really good arm behind the dish, so it's a little bit tougher to steal on this Ute team. Cougars set an attendance record last week on Friday. Almost 3,200 people in the ballpark against San Francisco. Came back with like 2,400 on Saturday afternoon. There's a ball hit into left field. That's a base hit. Jellich, watch him go. He might try to turn this one into two. But Thompson knows all about his speed and is able to get the ball back in. So Danny with a single, and that will bring the top of the order, Brian Sue. I'll be shocked if Jellich doesn't run somewhere here. Yeah, especially with rebar. He's slow to the plate. Well, and with Sue up, two men down. Yeah. Just a perfect time to run. I thought they'd run last time, but Sue hit the first pitch into center for a single and kind of took that away. So Jelilich at first. He has uh, five stolen bases on the year, 11 RBIs. Good lead at first base. And rebar pitch home is outside for a ball. Man, when he misses, he misses, doesn't he? That's why the umpire shouldn't reward him for those borderline strikes. The I way feel, he's, yeah. I feel bad for Sapiti there. He got rung up on a pitch that uh, didn't even appear to be close. Here's the throw to first and back in safely. Eric Urey, former Cougar. Dylan Robinson among Cougars in the crowd up here in the ballpark. The thing I remember about Eric Urey, he might have hit the longest home run I've ever seen down at uh, Benedetti Ballpark in San Francisco. Yeah. Hit it over the netting in right field. And if you've ever been down there, uh, not all over the wall, but over about a, a what, this netting's got to be 70, 80 feet over over the wall. Yeah, so I'm going to say, Yuri, it wasn't the farthest. It was the highest home run you've ever seen because there's no way. I can't believe he even hit it over that. When you told me that story, I'm like, how did you get it over this net? It's almost impossible. That's pretty impressive. Another throw to first, and again, Jelilich uh, back in safely. You know what's really fun, Brent, is just to see the alumni support and how many of these guys come out. We had a bunch of seniors from last year's class that were there on Saturday for senior day to support their guys that they had played with, and it's just fun to see. 2-0 pitch, there goes Jellich, throw down, and Danny easily with a stolen base. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Are you kidding out. me? He calls him out. He, he tagged him on the hip. Jellich went in head first, and Jellich is called out still in – Disbelief out there just sitting on the bag at second base. Cougars retired here in the fourth inning. Uh, no runs, one hit, no errors, and nobody left. We are through three and a half, 1-1, one, one, Utes and Cougars on your new skin BYU Sports Network. We go to the bottom of the fourth, 1-1 one, one the score. Utes about hit the Cougars, 5-4. First pitch popped up behind home plate, and that ball is going to find the seats here. For strike one to uh, Isaac DeVoe. DeVoe struck out looking his first time up. Young man, Montreal, Canada is his home. Ball grounded foul down the line. A ball and a strike. He is uh, the DHing tonight. Cougars and Utes, uh, 1-1 as we play the bottom of the fourth inning. Smith's ballpark in uh, Salt Lake City. The 0-2 pitch outside for a ball. 
DeVoe, a 237 average, and he's played 21 games for the Utes. Started 15. Ball, fly ball, Jelilich in center. Should run this one down, and he in front of Brock Hill. They both went after it. And Jelilich uh, cut in front of Hale right at the last minute. Of course, center fielders always have the play out there if they can get it. But uh, Brock uh, backing him up, I guess. One man out. Tyler Thompson now steps in. He walked his first time up. And the first pitch inside, ball one. Pitch is over for a strike, one and one. The count to Thompson, a lone peak high grad. Here is Lesser's pitch. Swing and a miss. One and two. Well, the Utes won game one uh, this year. Uh, Game two was washed out in Provo, so next year there will be two games played in Provo. I guess they're going to keep the same rotation. Yeah, same rotation, yeah. Two at home, one here. Here's the one-two pitch from Lesser. That pitch hit him. Came in and got uh, Tyler Thompson on the shoulder. Bounced almost all the way out to shortstop. So Thompson's feeling that one. Hit by a pitch. Yeah, again, that's twice now. Free bases that he's gotten on. A walk and hit by pitch. Got to make him beat you today. One man out, and Matt Richardson, who singled his first time up, will come to the plate. Richardson uh, just hitting 214 on the This uh, Utah team, 265 team batting average. As we've been talking about, they, they can score some runs, but their tr- trouble has been this year uh, on the mound. Here's the one ball. One first pitch is over for a strike, and it, it doesn't help that you've got uh, three of the top five teams in the nation in your yeah, conference. No Stanford, kidding. UCLA's been number one for almost the entire year, Stanford and Oregon State. Yeah, Oregon State's been struggling of late, yeah, they're, 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 but I they're think still, they've dropped to 11. Yeah, still a top 15. They were swept by Oklahoma State up in uh, Corvallis. And Oklahoma State was not ranked at the time. Here's the 0-1 pitch to uh, Richardson. Pitch is up high for a ball. Kind of looks like, though, that uh, Stanford is putting together one of the best teams they've ever had. They are killing it this year. And then at UCLA, of course, like you said. Cal beat them 18 to nothing at Cal. Last weekend. Wow. That's in one of the, I think it was the middle game. Yeah, that was the only game they won, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's baseball sometimes. Yep. The pitch is uh, a little bit low for a ball. Can't quite get used to this umpire. He's all over the place with his uh, reactions to pitches. Wow. Usually you can tell when a guy is going to call a strike. Well, that's the hardest thing for me sometimes. It's like, hey, have have a have a body language when you're calling a strike and when you're calling a ball so that we know what you're going to do. Two on one, runner going, ball fouled off. Utes with a hit and run there and uh, Richardson just able to foul it off over the roof here in the ballpark. Two balls, two strikes. 
One man out. All tied up 1-1, Utes and Cougars. Cougars ranked 24th in the nation, RPI 32. Looking to win this ball game. And that pitch has uh, popped up. I think Hale's going to take charge of this one. Yeah, he is. He calls <laughs> he calls Jelich off. Ball was hit almost the same location, but it was kind of slicing back toward Hale, and Jelich had to put the brakes on. He was coming hard. He thought he had it. And they're laughing over there together about it. Two men out. Oliver Dunn, Ute's best player, steps in. Cottonwood high product. Oliver Dunn with a sack fly, almost extra bases. Uh, Brock Hale robbed him of extra bases his last time up as he hit one right down the right field line with bases loaded. Hale was able to run it down and just allowed the runner from third to score. Two men out, and the pitch to Dunn, a swing and a miss for strike one. The thing that makes Oliver Dunn so, so dang tough to get out is that he has such good speed from the left-hand batter's box. He can bunt. You know, he, if he hits a high chopper, he can beat it out. Plus, he's got power, so it makes it really tough. He's a really good player, and I hope he, all of his dreams comes true and he gets drafted so we don't have to see him next year. <laughs> Done 5'10", 185-pounder. He's been a mainstay in this lineup since uh, signing with Utah. And here is the 0-1 pitch outside. I know uh, Brent Herring, who's the... Director of recruiting for the Cougars takes great pride in signing the top player in Mr. Baseball, they call him, in Utah. What's that, four straight years, yeah, I think? Yeah, four straight. This year it could be a tough one. A couple of Utah, very good baseball state. And the Cougars, what, three or four kids coming in from uh, the state of Utah yep. into the program next year? About four or five guys, I think. One ball, one strike. Here's the pitch, a swing and a miss, one and two. (laughs) Some part just makes me laugh. Uh, He calls a strike, swings, then he calls a strike about five seconds later. He just slow motion. One and two the count. Runner at first base, and here is Lesser's pitch. Ball gets away from Hale. Runner is able to advance as Noah tried to block that when it just came up off him and uh, bounced away about 10, 12 feet, and the runner into scoring position now, Tyler Thompson. And hopefully that doesn't turn into a, a big play because now they got a runner in scoring position with this type of hitter up. He's just an RBI guy. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. As Lesser, 6'4", 220 out of a Price, Utah. A junior for the Cougars, and here's the 2-2. Swing and a miss. Good job by Lesser as he strikes out Dunn to end the inning. And the Utah retired here in the fourth. No runs, hits, or errors. One man left. We're through four complete, 1-1. Cougars and Utes on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. Well, we'll go to the fifth, 1-1 the score. A little different in game one, Tuck. A pretty high-scoring ball game, but tonight pitching has kind of dominated this ball game. The Cougars have left five men on base through the first four innings. 
had a chance to score some runs, but just haven't been able to come up with any two-out hits. First pitch to Sue is outside ball one. And looking at that replay last inning of uh, Jelic's steal, I'm a little surprised Mike didn't say something to Jason Rogers. He was so safe that, uh, well, I called him safe mm-hmm. before the umpire called him out. My mistake, I guess. 1-0 pitch, Sue, ground ball, third baseman on one big hops, got it. And it will throw Sue out for out number one. That's a big out for Rebar. Got a couple guys in the bullpen going now. And you want to keep Sue off base for for Brock, who's on deck. Because usually Noah does a good job of moving him over. It's like a right-hander beginning to throw. Down in the pen. And the Cougars have got Justin Sterner, their number three-day starter, who struggled his last couple of outings. Uh, and so, uh, Justin, I think that's a good move. Get him in uh, the day he normally throws a little bullpen and get him in some action. Yeah, get him in there, throw an inning or two. More of a pitch count thing. That pitch is over for a call strike to Noah Hill, 0-1. Noah had a sack bunt in the first and uh, grounded out in the second. Cougars scored 38 runs in their last three games. Pitches down low. We talked about all those two out hits. Maybe they used them all up on uh, Saturday. Looking for it one or two today. Kind of looks like that way today. But it's, it's like we talked about throughout the whole year. It's contagious. If you get one or two of those, it's like the whole entire lineup starts to get rolling. Well, it's like Brock Hale in the Grand Slam. It I is, mean, that, yeah. that was a classic Grand Slam by Hale. And all you have to do is watch his body language when he hit it. He knew it was gone. Then when he, I just loved it when he came around third base, and most of his teammates were out in front of the dugout because that tied the ball game up. And just to see his reaction was was kind of classic. Yeah, it was, he showed so much emotion. Last game at, yeah. the, at the ballpark awesome. for him, the awesome senior. For him. Pitch to Hill, another call strike, two and two. I'll find a way to get on base for Brock. Two balls, two strikes, one out, top of the fifth. Cougars with only four hits in the ball game. And here is Rebar's pitch. Hill, Hill swings and misses for out number two. And Rebar having the, the game of his year here against BYU as uh, Brock Hill steps in. He hasn't been able to fill, uh, figure out Brock yet. Brock, a two for two, a pair of doubles and an RBI. Hit one off the wall and down the left field line and one off the wall in right center field his first time up. As Rebar looks into this catcher, uh, Zach Moeller's got the sign and the first pitch to Hale is a curveball over for a strike. Hale has had a tremendous year for the Cougars, or a tremendous career for the Cougars, I mean to say. As uh, Besides being a great teammate, great attitude, boy, he's put up some big numbers. Uh, Brock Hale has. His overall, he has, scored, he has 20, 222 hits going into uh, last Saturday's game, 151 runs, 42 doubles, 8 triples, 30 home runs, 132 RBIs as a Cougar which will put him in the top 25 in each of those categories. Ball popped up out of play. That's pretty impressive. And one of the greatest mysteries to me in Cougar baseball history is Brock Hale not being drafted. 
He was draft eligible each of his last three years because he was a return I mean, missionary. The as year a after he batted 397, multiple, they had double digit home runs, 40 RBIs, doesn't get drafted. It's like, are you kidding me? Makes no sense to me, Brent. One and two the count. There's a curveball that drops in for call strike three. Rebar with a good inning here in the fifth. Cougars no runs, hits, or errors. We're through four and a half. 1-1, Cougars and Utes on your new skin BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Back here as we go to the bottom of the fifth inning, Justin Sterner, the normal Saturday starter for the Cougars, is going to come into the ball game. Sterner has had, has been outstanding this year. He struggled a little, just a little bit lately. But Sterner, eight wins, three losses, 3.14 earned run average. This will be his 14th appearance, his second in relief. 63 innings pitched, 64 strikeouts. Opponents are only hitting 215 off Sterner. And his issue lately has just been his uh, command. Yeah, it's been the walks. Every time he walks, guys, it comes back to bite him and gives up runs because of it. Miguel, steps in. For the Utes, here in the bottom of the fifth and a 1-1 score. And Sterner's first pitch is at 92, fastball on the outside corner for a strike. Yeah, a little bullpen day for him. He can throw up to about, you know, between 20 and 30 pitches if you need him. Here's the 0-1 pitch. Ball ripped into left field. That ball is going to be off the wall, base of the wall. Miguelis, as you'd mentioned, can really hit the baseball, and that's his second double of the evening. Yeah, good swing right there. Went the opposite way and hit it hard. Lead-off double, and that will bring up uh, Zach Moeller, who has walked and struck out in the ballgame. Normally they wouldn't bunt him in this situation. You'll see if this is the type of game that they will. So Moeller, a two fifty-five hitter with three home runs on the year, will step in. He'll be followed by Shea Kramer as Justin Sterner gives up to double here to the leadoff hitter, and the first pitch is down low, ball one. BYU's team 367 earned run average is the best team mark since 1982 for BYU. If if the season were to end today, this would uh, mark this team as the second best ever in BYU history on the mound. Pitch is over for a strike. The Cougars are holding opposing batters to a 255 batting average. Just a little over four runs a game and almost eight strikeouts a game are, are each best marks in program history over the last 40 years. That's pretty impressive. Just shows you we're in every game because of it. One ball and one strike. And Sterner's pitch a little bit low for a ball. Everybody 
Cougars winning at a 70% clip this year. Is the fifth best in uh, Cougar history and still a bunch of games to go here. As they've got uh, three at Santa Clara and then uh, could could play up to five games in uh, Stockton. Hopefully they'll only have to play three. Yeah. Cougars looking to secure that number one seed. And they can do that in Santa Clara this weekend. And it's supposed to be rainy down there. So we'll see uh, how that plays havoc with the schedule. Well, 2-2 count here. This is the big time where Sterner needs to go to that strikeout. He's been done, he struck out a ton of batters this year. This is a big-time strikeout situation. Two balls, two strikes. And here is Sterner's pitch. Just a little bit low ball three. Shea Kramer is on deck. He singled his last time up. 1-1 the score, bottom of the fifth. As Sterner again from the stretch looks back at the base runner, second base. And the 3 2. That pitch is down low, ball four. So a double and a walk by, given up by Sterner, and uh, Kramer steps in. And if there's, if there's anything that the Cougars are probably a little bit, uh, Mike Little was having any kind of sleepless nights, it's probably over his starting pitching. As. Uh, They've been a little bit inconsistent these last couple of weeks. Yeah, last couple of weeks is, you know, a couple of guys just haven't been to their normal season-type form. Jordan Wood came back at was outstanding last Thursday against San Francisco, but uh, Walker struggled. Sterner struggled on his Saturday start. Boy, you've got to have some good uh, pitching, especially when you go into a tournament. That ball is over for a strike as uh, Kramer... Tried to bunt the ball, but missed it. And the count 0-1-1. Yeah, didn't look good bunting that ball. Didn't look like he's been asked to bunt much. He's a cleanup hitter, but he's only got one home run on the year. Oh and one the count again. Kramer squares to bunt, and he bunts at it. Foul tips it back into the catcher's glove. And, yeah, that's this video of him bunting is you, you wouldn't want to put that on and show to kids. Yeah, it's not. It's not. You're right, absolutely. <laughs> I can, I'm, like, speechless now because I didn't see that coming. But you're right. It's, it hasn't been good. And normally programs don't let give you a chance to bunt with two strikes. So he's going to be swinging out here, swinging away here. And Justin needs a big strikeout or a double play ball. This is not your uh, typical bunting 101 course. 0-2 the count to Kramer. With Chase Fernland on deck. And here is Sterner's pitch fastball fouled off up and over the roof. Uh, that at 92 miles an hour from uh, Justin Sterner. We've talked about Sterner's little brother, who is six foot six. He'll be pitching for the Cougars next year. He had Tommy John surgery and uh, just kind of rounding back into form now. They've got two guys that they're going to count on heavily next year uh, Sterner and also. Uh, Ryan Brady, who also had Tommy John, an outstanding pitcher out of Park City High School. 0-2 the count. And the pitch, ball fouled off again. You know, when you look at that uh, starters for next year, 
You're going to lose Jordan Wood, but, boy, everybody else coming back, you're going to have a, uh, a chance to name two or three, four guys into that rotation, feel comfortable doing it. Yeah, plus you also have some really young arms coming in that can come in and win a couple of jobs too. So it could be a, a even better pitching staff next year if they come in and perform the way that uh, we hope they can. Owen to the count, Sterner with runners at first and second, nobody out. And the pitch, swinging strike three, gets the strikeout of Kramer. One man out, and Fernland steps in. Yeah, great job right there by Sterner to get that big strikeout. Now you're looking for that double play ball to get yourself out of this inning, and that's what you want right here. Fernland grounded back to the pitcher in the first and singled in the third. We're in the fifth of kind of a scripted game for the Cougars with Burrup going the first two. And Lesser went two. And now, uh, depending on the pitch count, Sterner might go one or two here, although the Cougars have a – it looks like in, is that Inouye down there? It is, yeah, it's Inouye down there. Lake Inouye getting ready. Pitches inside ball one to Fernland. Yeah, you need a strikeout. You need a strikeout or a double play ball in the worst way right here. Preferably that double play ball and just get your team back in and create a little bit of momentum. One ball, no strikes. Nobody up in the U pin, so I'm not sure if Rebar is going to stay out there or they're going to bring in the kid that was throwing. Usually, if you're coming in, you're still out there just trying to stay loose. Well, pitch big, high hopper. Second baseman's got it. Quick throw to first in time. Good play by Matthews as he had to wait and let that ball come. Boy, that was up about yeah. as high as we are up here on the third level. Great job by Carson to come get that. He had to wait a long way to get it, but he got rid of it quick to get that out. Both runners advance. So now Knight is up with two guys on, second and third with two outs. And it's uh, this has become one of the biggest at-bats of the game right here, Brent. Boy, that ball had to have hit off the plate. I thought there was no way Matthews could... Could throw him out as high as that ball came off the plate, but he does. Two men out. Brindley Knight, who is one for two, steps in. He singled in the second and grounded out to uh, Sue his last time up. First pitch over for a strike from Sterner. Well, the first two runners got on, a double and a walk, strikeout and a ground out. And Sterner trying to battle his way out of this inning. No balls and a strike. Two men down. And here's the pitch. Popped up foul out of play. 0-2. Well, great job. Getting ahead 0-2. Now you can go where you want. I say you throw that elevated fastball. Yeah. That he got the strikeout on and see if he can get a swing through. Yeah, get about letter high. Yeah, that's where he, I mean, you get that letter high to above letter high to numbers high. And Sorry, not numbers high, but uh, right above that, that's where it, his fastball just looks yeah. even faster with that backspin he has on it. Well, you throw over 90 and you throw it up in there, it's pretty tough to catch up it with. It is. No balls and two strikes again. Here's the pitch from Sterner. Ball hit pretty well. Center fielder Danny Jelic going back. He is there. He is under it. And he makes the catch for the out. Utes are retired. 
in the inning. No runs, one hit, no errors, two runners left. We are through five complete, and we're still knotted up 1-1. Utes and Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. Oh, we'll go to the sixth inning. All knotted up at 1-1. Cougars scored in the first, Utes in the second. It's been zeros on the board since then. Jackson Clough will lead it off for the Cougars. He has been hit by a pitch and popped up out to the catcher. Clough, the reigning national player of the week. Nine for 16 last week against San Diego State and San Francisco. First pitch inside, ball one. Yeah, we really need to get him going right here. Get this inning started. Here's the 1-0 pitch from uh, Rebar. And that's over for a strike. The way this game started with Rebar throwing pitches back to the screen, if you'd told me he was still in in the sixth inning, I would have never believed it. Yeah, he, he got confident and he settled in. Here's the 1-1-2 Clough. That's outside for ball two. But you're right. I mean, two or three balls to the backstop. I mean, it looked. I mean, not, not look, even yeah, close. Did not look good, and then all of a sudden, he was able to start. He's been able to throw that slider a little bit for a strike, and he's keeping his fastball down. That's what's really helping him. Two-one pitch to Clough. Ball foul or hit down down the left field line. Left fielder coming over. He makes the catch. Foul territory. Good play out there by Thompson. He had to go a long way, and that uh, the stands not very far from that foul line. And, he made a good play, a good catch. One man out. Ryan Sapiti now steps in, the freshman left fielder. Ryan wearing number 27 on the back of that Cougar jersey. Also, a sudden a ball comes flying in out of the Cougar bullpen all the way back to the back behind home plate. And that's another problem with those yeah, bullpens in it is. play. First pitch, Sapiti hits the ball pretty well. Center fielder coming over in the gap. Left fielder calling him off. He'll make the catch for out number two. Cougars just not really squaring many balls up here tonight except for Hale. Yeah, two weak fly ball outs to start the second. It's exactly what they want in rebar to keep extending this. It's number 30 for the Utes is, is throwing. That is Austin Moore, a senior right-hander out of Huntington Beach, California. As McIntyre, he's 0 for 2. He's grounded out to both times. And McIntyre again, right to the first baseman. He's got it on two hops. Will step on the bag, and the Cougars retired in order again here in the fifth inning. That's three straight innings. They've been retired in order. 1-1 the score through 5.5 on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. We'll go to the bottom of the sixth inning as the Cougars will bring in Reed McLaughlin. Uh, So McLaughlin, one of their leading guys out of the bullpen, will take over on the hill for the Cougars. McLaughlin, uh, his his stats this year have been uh, off the charts. Laughlin, uh, the freshman out of uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. 
Five wins, one loss, 2.82 earned run average, three saves on the year. And the first pitch is over for a strike, 88 on the fastball there by Reed. A little difference, Cougars, this is the fourth guy they've run out there. Or, yeah, the fourth guy is McLaughlin pitching. Cougars with a series that start uh, in a couple of days, so trying to get some guys a little bit of work. Good job by Sterner in the last inning after giving up that leadoff double. Yeah, did a really good job of finding a way to get out of that. Utes have out hit the Cougars 6-4 in the ball game. And here's the 1-1 pitch big, swing and a miss at 89 for strike two. And McLaughlin, his 89 looks like 93-94 because he comes across his body, hides the ball well, and opposing uh, batters have a hard time picking it up. Well, his last two outings haven't been the best, and so I know Coach Bradshaw really wanted to get him out there today to to say, hey, we still got faith in you. You're our guy. Come out and, and get it done like you have been all year. He's just been missing fastball location when he's been up in the count. See here if he's 1-2, if he can put Devereaux away. Ball and two strikes. Here's the pitch. Just off the plate for ball two. Cougars 12 straight retired by Rebar. Since the third inning, the Cougars have not Had a hit. And here is the 2-2 pitch. Outside again, ball three. Reed McLaughlin uh, in uh, 44 innings, 40 strikeouts, 11 walks. He's only given up uh, four extra base hits this year in 44 innings pitched. 39 hits, but 15 runs is all. There's a ball hit down to Jacobson. Casey gloves it, throws the first, and uh, ball is caught by Sue for the out. Yeah, good play there by Casey. That's a tough hop, that second one. Having to retreat and grab the good one. Nice play. Doesn't the field seem very, very firm to you? We've seen some big hops. Yeah, we have. Off this uh, rock-hard infield. That one right there, boy, that seemed like it picked up speed as it got closer to uh, Casey Jacobson, one man out. And Tyler Thompson steps in. He's been walked and hit by a pitch in the ballgame, and the first pitch from McLaughlin is outside ball one. Here's the 1-0 pitch from McLaughlin. A swing and a miss for a strike. They have the radar gun right at the top of the Scoreboard here in Salt Lake, Smith Ballpark. Pretty tough to miss. And here's the 1-1. Ball fouled off. 1-2. And And McLaughlin has has struggled a a little bit lately too. Yeah, Yeah. he'd been so good with that fastball command early. In his last couple outings, he's given up a few runs, which, I mean, to him is huge because he hasn't given up really coming in you know, the last few weeks he'd been so good out of the pen that uh, him giving up runs turns into a big deal. All about command, keeping the it is, yeah. pitches have been up a little bit. And here's the 1-2. Swing and a miss. Strikeout. Two men out. 
And, you know, it was funny. Coach Littlewood said uh, Easton Walker, you know, he said, we've never seen Easton miss up before this year. And he's, and that's been kind of what's been going on with Easton. Exactly. Just More a couple, command than anything. Yeah, a couple little mechanical things for those guys because you know it's not mental with guys like Easton and Reed because they've been able to be so successful all year with what they've been doing. But fine-tune a few things and, and get back to what makes them great. I'm sure Mike Bradshaw, the pitching coach, is uh, spending some uh, nights at, with the video machine. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he, he's frustrated, you know, especially because guys have been – so so good and then all of a sudden for them to kind of just completely be the opposite of where they were with their command trying to figure out well how can we get back to that one ball pitch up high for a ball and Cougars still and I think their team ERA got down just a little before below three and a half it's now point three point six seven so I mean we're nitpicking a little yeah, bit because are. those those games that the starters struggle I'm telling you the bullpen was lights out yeah you're right absolutely I mean, the, the one game, Easton's game, we just couldn't get going offensively. 2-0 pitch, a little humpback liner out to Clough. He knocks it down, and that will be an infield single for Matt Richardson. Yeah, tough play to make there. Had to go out in the outfield to try to snag it. I think if he picks it clean with his strong arm, though, I bet he throws him out. He could have. Two men down. As Utes now with six base hits, and Oliver Dunn steps to the plate. Well, here we go again. Another guy that uh, can split a gap here, and Richardson's can score. We've seen that before with this guy. Dunn, the left-handed hitter, is 0 for 2 today. And here is Reed McLaughlin's first pitch. Checked his swing, went around for a strike. Dunn. Grounded out to second in the first, had a sack fly RBI in the second, his 23rd RBI of the year, and struck out in the fourth against uh, Jared Lesser. We're in the bottom of the sixth, 1-1, Cougars and Utes from Smith Ballpark in Salt Lake City. Pitch is just a little bit low, one ball and one strike. Well, it's a big out right here because the guy on deck has already got two doubles on the day. Yeah, Dunn and Miguelas, as uh, I, you know, my personal opinion, two best players on this team, especially offensively. They both can really swing the bat. Here's the 1-1 pitch, a swing and a miss. Check, swing, boy, really good pitch by McLaughlin. And you can see right there Oliver Dunn having a hard time picking that baseball up. Yeah, he's not seeing that fastball in the inner half at all from Reed. I say you go right back in there because both of those are check swing, half swings. I'll take that all day. Brock Hale robbed uh, Dunn early in the ballgame of extra bases down the right field line. Really the biggest play of the ballgame. It is. Here's the one-two. Popped up. Might be playable. Jacobson coming over near the first uh, third baseline, and the ball lands about a row deep. Casey, again, had to go over that uh, bullpen area, the home plate base uh, area of home of the uh, bullpen you know had he been had he been playing playing normal normal, he would have had a chance to get to the wall find it and lean in but because he's playing where the shortstop plays in that shift that was a long run for him and just glad he didn't run in that wall and hurt himself one ball two strikes a count to Oliver Dunn 
And Reed McLaughlin has got the sign. Here's the pitch. Popped up. This will be playable in the infield. Jackson Clough calling everybody off. He's there. Makes the catch behind the bag at second. And the Utes are retired here in the sixth inning. We're 1-1 the score. Utes and Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network.